Our second scripture reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 2, the first four verses, and then verse 17 and verse 21. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Glory be to God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In addition to the two scriptures that have been read in your presence, I want to also read from Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. And it reads, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as they migrated from the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar, or Babylon, and settled there. And they said to one another, hey, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bynumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which mortals had built. And the Lord said, look, they are one people and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they purpose or propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them, or another translation would say dispersed them, abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they left, and the tower, forgive me, and they left off building the city. Therefore, it was called Babel. You're used to the term Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. I tell you, I love this particular uh, lesson, this particular scripture, and, and I wanted to share with you, as you recall what was read from the gospel lesson, what was read from the epistle lesson in Acts, and what was read in Genesis, I would suggest to you that we are able to see a picture of who God is and what God longs for and desires for God's people, not only individually, but also collectively as the body of Christ. Let me just say something for a moment about individualism. You know, in these United States, we love to talk about individualism. 
We just believe in individualism. We believe that um, if there's a problem, it's an individual problem. If there's a crisis, it's an individual crisis. We never see that individualism is not the answer to all that's going wrong. You see, if I'm only focusing on individualism, then I will not take the time to look at structures and systems that are behind the individualism that we see taking place. Move, make your point, Pastor, make your point. I will, I will. So we talk about gun violence, right? You heard just last night another shooting in Philadelphia. People want to talk about individuals. All oh, mental health, the person has a mental health problem. That's an individualistic thinking. Um, I will share with you what the issue is. Yes, we have to address mental health. But the issue, beloved, are in effective laws and irresponsible laws that are written by legislators. So if you want to see change, yes, make sure we have excellent mental health systems in place for people who have mental health issues. But let's also talk to our legislators and let us say to our legislators, pay attention to what the American people are saying, even those who support the Second Amendment. And I will suggest to you that when we start holding our legislators accountable, then we will start seeing changes. Individualism says, well, that's because of that person. But when we step back and recognize that the challenges and the problems that we're seeing are not individualistic, but they're part of a larger system, then we will start addressing systems and structures as the body of Christ. When I look at those three texts today, I want to remind you of what Jesus has promised to us. I want to remind you of what Jesus has promised to us. I want to remind you of how Jesus has made sure that we will be able to fulfill, experience rather, his promise. And then I want to remind you of who we're called to be, not only as individuals, but as the body of Jesus Christ, known as Evangel Heights United Methodist Church. The other day, as a matter of fact, last Sunday, um, I went out to lunch, and, as, and when I returned to the church to pick up my car, this young man was walking across the parking lot, young adult. And so, of course, I introduced myself. He was at my house, right? And, and we just began to talk briefly. And, uh, and by the way, for those of you who attended the vision workshop on yesterday, I, I, I do know that we do not always use church language in talking to people. I get that. I do. Um, and sometimes we do. So I just asked him, so, so share with me, where do you worship? And he said to me where he worshiped. And, I, and we began to talk. And, and, um, and he said, you know, I'm searching for faith and hope. He's in our neighborhood. He's searching for faith and hope. In the gospel lesson, Jesus is asked, show, show us the Father. 
just show us the Father, and it will meet a need, and we'll be satisfied. And Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. When you hear me, you hear the Father. First point. There are people who will tell us what God said and what God did. And I will listen. I will also make sure that what they're saying is in alignment with the person and teachings of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When you've heard me, you've heard the Father. And so Jesus promises his disciples in the gospel according to St. John. I'm leaving you, but guess what? I'm going to send you a helper, an advocate, a comforter. It depends on the translation. And he will do this. He will not only be with you, he will abide in you. So if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, newsflash, the Holy Spirit is within you today. It's not about feelings. It's always about facts. The Holy Spirit is within you. Somebody may say, but I don't feel like he's in me. It's not about feelings. It's about facts, and it's about Jesus Christ's promises to his followers. And then he says, and then he says, and then he says, and he will teach you everything that you need to know. So why is it that we go to our horoscopes? Why is it that we go to Facebook? Why is it that we go to Instagram? Why is it that we go to TikTok to learn? Jesus said, it's the Holy Spirit who will teach you what you need to know. Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit. So, so, so let me just say to you, if you are afraid, don't be afraid. Because you see, also later on in God's word, we are told in 1 Timothy, we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, 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 love. And confidence. It is time for us as followers of Jesus Christ to walk to speak, and to act like we are followers of Jesus Christ who's been empowered by the Holy Spirit. I refuse to let anyone sell me a dinner of fear. I refuse to let anyone tell me that if I'm to be safe and if I'm to protect myself, I must buy guns. I refuse to let anyone tell me that my God, through Jesus Christ, who's given us the Holy Spirit, is not powerful enough to deal with the realities of humankind. Now, what I do know is that God is not going to deal with the challenges that we're facing from heaven. No, God is going to use the church of Jesus Christ to bring about the change. So if you're waiting for someone else to rescue you, turn to your neighbor and say, you're it. 
through Jesus Christ, who's empowered us with the Holy Spirit. I love Pentecost Sunday because it reminds us of who we are. And so in the Gospel of John, we are reminded that of the fact that Jesus Christ has made a promise to his people that he will send the Holy Spirit who will be with us and will abide in us. And then we go to Acts 1, which was not read, but you, you, you know it so well. Jesus says to his disciples before he ascends into heaven, you will be my witnesses. You, you, not that person at that other church. You, Evangel Heights UMC, you will be my witnesses. When people see you, when people hear you speak, when people see you act, they will know, oh, that's a Jesus follower. So watch what you say. Watch how you say it. Watch where you go. Beware of how you behave. Yes, we're his followers. So let me share with you why I had to read Genesis this morning. Because you see, what we find is that there were people who decided they were going to build a building that was going to keep them safe and secure and homogeneous. We want folks just like us. We'll speak the same language, and we'll be okay. What's the problem with that, Pastor? I'll tell you what the problem is. Because you see, earlier in Genesis, well, God did, did tell Adam and Eve to do what? To multiply. Fill the earth, right? Yes, they sinned. And God sent a flood later on, Right? to wipe out humanity, and there was Noah who was righteous. And after the flood had ended, and when Noah and his sons found themselves on dry land, God said in Genesis chapter 9, beginning with verse 1. Not Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. I read that in your hearing. So I have to give you the correct scripture. He said to Noah and his sons, go forth, multiply, and fulfill the earth. In other words, he was dispersing them. He didn't want them to stay in one place. He was dispersing them. So when I look at Acts that was read in your hearing today, I see the results of God having dispersed people throughout the earth. Notice the different languages that were spoken. They weren't the same. They were different people, different cultures. As I look at those three texts, beloved, as I look at who we are called to be today, let me share with you what I'm gleaning from this. First of all, our God will fulfill God's promises and will fulfill God's purpose. Because again, when I look at the Genesis text, God's, God's purpose was for God's people, God's creation, to go forth throughout the earth 
and to multiply, not stay in one little place. God's purpose was that people would learn about who this awesome God is through God's people. Remember, he told the Israelites, you are to be a light to the nations. He always wanted to have representation in earth no matter where people lived. This text tells me, especially as we find ourselves living in a nation that is bent on an us-versus-them mentality. And oh, by the way, you are them if you are not a part of our tribe. You are them if you do not think the way we think or act the way we act or drink the way we drink, whatever you're going to drink. If you don't behave the way we think you should behave, you are a them. He reminds us. That there is no us-them in his economy. There is no us-them when it comes to God. We are all, we are all a part of God's family. Some people don't know that yet. But as the church of Jesus Christ, we are called to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the people whom God sends through our doors. They may not come through our doors. We're to go out wherever they are, and share with them the good news. So let me share this with you. When we ask you to share a glory sighting, when we ask you to share, have you seen Jesus Christ at work in your life? We're not trying to embarrass you. That's not a test about your spirituality. What we know is that as a follower of Jesus Christ, we're to have this intimate relationship with him whereby we do talk to him daily, fellowship with him, be in his presence, listen, read his word, study his word, seek guidance from him, first and foremost. God's purpose will not be thwarted. Put away the watch, put away the clock. I know that we live in a nation of us and them, I know that we live in a nation where people are divided. I know that. What I also know is that it is the church of Jesus Christ who's been given the privilege and the power to go wherever the Holy Spirit leads us, individually and collectively. Hallelujah. Bless you, Holy God, to share with people who are looking in all of the wrong places for hope, that we can offer you hope through Jesus Christ. Yesterday, during the vision workshop today, during the time of prayers of the people, you heard that people love to be comfortable. Disciples of Jesus Christ, this journey is not about a journey of comfortability. This journey is about following Jesus wherever he leads us. Knowing that he has given us the power. People like you and me, just ordinary, everyday people, short, tall, 
thin, not so thin, young, not so young, seasoned saints. He's given us the power to do what he's called us to do. And Jesus said, you go. You go and you tell them about me. They think they know me. You tell them. You tell them, based on the word of God, based on your experience with me, you tell them about me. Because when we do, the hopeless will have hope. (laughs) Those who are in despair will find peace. And all of us will experience the fullness of life that we can only experience through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So there are people in these United States who are looking to others to bring about change. They will sit on their hands and they will say, well, so-and-so should do that and -and so-and-so should do that. And as followers of Jesus Christ, our position is, Lord, use me. I'm available. I may not have any letters after my name, Use me. I I may even have a, a speech impediment. Use me. I may not make the cover of the latest magazine because of beauty or charm. Use me. God will only use ordinary people. People like you, people like me, who offer one thing, our availability. So let us make sure that we do not take on an attitude of a Babel mindset. Let us make sure that each and every day we strive to overcome the Babylonism that may be trying to stir up within our hearts. Let us pray. And this prayer comes from Siona Rouse. Lead us out of Babel, lead us out of Babel, where we claim our own languages and cast out others where we label family by our money status and shirt colors define our brothers, where we care for our own and make war with other tribes, where we create borders we call protection and shun those we say don't belong inside, where we earn all we can, spend all we can, and look at others confused, where they ask us to give all we can while we sit in our own addictions high where we choose our houses so that we match our neighbor's skin, 
where we even choose our churches so that our hues all blend, where our differences create fear and matter more than the promises you made, that we were all adopted into your glory when Christ defeated the grave. Lead us out of Babel, where we speak a language of us, ours, and mine. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon all flesh, Lord, and make your children wholly thine. Amen.